I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Smashbox TV's podcast, 388's After Show. Here we are. It's the After Show. <laughs> we should have a formal disclaimer. I uh, know. Or is it just better for me to shoot it off the hip of uh, every week here in the After Show? The, uh, we talk about um, disc golf related subjects no, no, we sometimes, it, and largely we let it go anywhere else from there. Yeah. There's no formal agenda. Is that... Is that the best way to put it? And anything yes. goes. And yes. we have a giveaway. And we have a giveaway. Speaking so, of I mean, which, I'll that, get that. That I'll should get be that. enough to keep you I will around. get that ready. Uh, we do have a giveaway that is for all of our Patreon supporters and subscribers. If you support us in any way, shape, or form monetarily on Patreon, that makes you eligible. That's patreon.com slash smashboxtv. So yeah. that's Th- out of the way. But and, and thank you to the gentleman out there who just said he just joined the Patreon, Matthew Shaw. So thank you. You will be eligible tonight because I'm going to pull the list now. Sometimes I pull it before the show. Not usually, but a lot of times I pull it after the show. So we're going to do that right now. Wow. Up to the date. Uh, up to date. Wow. Up to the date. Up to date. And just just so everybody knows, um, for the Patreon supporters that are at three at the $3 level and above, we are all set with the artwork and everything. And those are, that's that's going out to the disc manufacturer that we are choosing. We're going to keep that a surprise till you what? get it, like we have every year. And once we get that stuff going, it should be good. And this, these are technically the 2021 discs, not the 2022. We do those. We do everything at the end of the year. So if you're a $3 supporter and you're telling me, oh, I didn't get a 2021, and it's you're going to be getting the 2021 disc. So just so everybody's aware. Yes, excited to do that, and yep. uh, thank you guys for supporting us again at any level. And I, I piggyback right on that uh, and say thank you to the uh, new additional supporters I've gotten over at Patreon uh, for the Disc Golf Guy uh, post-production world that I live in as well on any given week or weekend. So thank you guys. All right. With that, uh, I I was going to say, <laughs> again, the, the the times I reserve to consume or download anything and watch anything via usually netflix which i think just went up again the price the prices did go up oh they're gonna get dumped real quick um no, they're not. <laughs> by me yeah no, they're not. uh i did not. watch and I, I was gonna say i don't think i have anything too exciting to report on i believe there was a new many of you know i'm a big stand-up comedian uh connoisseur and so I think there was maybe something that auto fed in uh, that I didn't mind was Jim Gaffigan. Uh, he had, I think, a, a special that was, well, I guess everything's really still technically from 2021 pretty much. But he had a special that I watched. Uh, <laughs> there was There's a subsection in there uh, where he goes off about children and kids. And I am absolutely going to cue that up and play that for my 10 and 13 year olds. Uh, that I thought was very pointed, and I know they will find humor in it because a lot of what Jim said uh, mimicked and mirrored uh, some sentiment that I've given to my children as well. So he, he's very popular with the family. Yes, uh, he's a, he's a pretty clean, 
comic and, and he, he comes to he comes to milwaukee every, every year uh new year's usually mm -hmm. uh, because his wife i believe is from the milwaukee area and so he's got in-laws and he comes here for that so a lot of people and I, although i have not been one of them have come to see him i don't i don't dislike him i just i i don't love him enough where mm. i i would go spend a new year's eve or around that to see him. <laughs> yeah yeah I, and, and if i were to get tickets by no means would i not go i would definitely go check it out but it's just not i like stand-up comedians um quite a bit actually um but i just it's yeah not my probably not my thing to go see jim gaffigan you wouldn't commit to the uh the i wouldn't new year i wouldn't commit ahead of time <laughs> um and they sell it really fast around here too, uh, yeah way. like you have to be really quick uh i was trying to read through i had a couple tim 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 I'm going to give you about 30 seconds on the board to gloat about your Bengals. <laughs> I, I, you get to do it once every few decades. Every few decades, you know. It, <laughs> so it, bask it, in it. It's today and in 1990 with Icky Woods. Yeah, so the please, Icky Shuffle's coming. Come on, we get some Icky Shuffle going here. Um, congratulations to the Bengals, by the way, and, and, and the, the fans. I, As a Packer fan, I understand where you're coming from because, uh, you know, in, God, like the early 90s, that's where we were. We had spent two decades of mediocre football, and we have been blessed for the last 30 years, it feels like. Um, so I, I, I do understand the feeling a little bit, not quite as much as you do, because those uh, my, my first 12 to 13 years of my life where I was a Packer fan and they didn't do well didn't really matter much. I can't imagine having to live through that through like the real time of my life. So Awesome, great job to the Bengals. Way to take down the juggernauts of the Chiefs and the and the Rams as well, getting into the Super Bowl. I can so say the Bengals and the Rams. Is that what you just who, said? Who? The Bengals and the Rams. Thank you. The Bengals and did the Rams. I say Bengals. You said Bengals. I, I mean, we're we're not walking like an Egyptian <laughs> here. It's the That's Bengals. Immediately what I was starting to think of too. <laughs> I know. That's all anybody thinks of. The Bengals and the Rams are in the Super Bowl. So congratulations, and I'm I'm happy. I'm I'm going to be a Bengals fan. That's what I'm going to be. I'm going to be a Bengals fan. As of last weekend, um, when once the Packers lost, I became a Bengals fan. I'll be the Bengals fan for another two weeks, and then I'm going to throw away my stripes. <laughs> uh yeah I, I i was just gonna say i'm obviously just a a fringe fan uh or follower of football as it is but once the packers were out then it's hard for me to remain excited i mean for sure best of luck and all that good old, old fun stuff to you guys but um I Tom Brady announces retirement today, officially. I was going to say, is it official? It, it is official. A couple days ago, there was rumors that he was looking at it. I think something had probably leaked and got to the press, but he came out with like, no, 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 no. I'm still thinking about it. Still thinking about it. And then today it was like, ah, oh, no, no, no. You're right. I'm, I, I, I'm not, I'm, I can't dedicate myself to this hundred percent. Like I want to, I'm, I'm bailing out of here. Uh, peace out. Thanks for the, you know, mm -hmm. thanks for all the fish. So, okay. Well, Pretty crazy. What, what was that stat that he's won more playoff games than 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 anybody <laughs> has played in that's currently in the NFL? I think. Oh, I I thought it was yeah. Okay, I thought it was something about more than certain franchises oh, or something. As oh well. yeah, a hundred percent. He's won more playoff games than certain franchises have played. So. Crazy. All right. Uh, Ryan Pilcher is out there on the board. PDJ Champions Cup sold out all of their VIP passes already three months before the event. You love to see it. Certainly. Uh, that, God, it's going to... We are going to run into a problem. A, a, a whole new set of problems? A whole new set of, a whole new set of quote-unquote good problems to have where people are not going to be able to get tickets to go see this and there's going to be a secondary market. Uh, you <laughs> yep. know, just like just just like discs at this point yep you can people, follow them on dollar disc golf auction i've got tickets for sale there <laughs> so as much as you know this is the dream this people attacked steve dodge when he started doing things like this and charge quote unquote charging for for volunteers this is the this, this is the regular now like it, it's it's amazing what what has come and we are going to run into an inflection point because if things are selling out in minutes or hours what does that say in supply and demand mm -hmm. that the that the price is too low you got to start bumping up that price and then you've got issues where you know you, do you become a sport where quote unquote 
only, and I'm going to throw it in quotes, the wealthy can afford to go to these events, much like we'll say traditional golf events. If you start charging $150 for a spectator pass, I don't know what they went for. I didn't look, I, I can't go anyway, so I don't really care. I'll be recording and filming it and pushing <laughs> buttons here. Um, but at what point, I mean, Terry, as someone who 20 plus years ago took macro and microeconomics. <laughs> yes. Um, if they sell out that fast, shouldn't we be raising the price? <sighs> if you want to maximize your your value out of this. Yeah, if you, I was just going to say. And, and that might not be the what the tour wants or needs, you know, but in theory, cool. You sell out, you raise prices. Yeah. And I, I, uh, is, I feel like as capitalistic as I love to be, uh, with so many things, there is a certain beauty that we as a sport, yes, we're getting to this next level of professionalism and of spectatorship and all those other things. There's a certain, um, you know, appeal and intrigue to all of that. And so many things that can be, that come as a result of direct benefit from it. However, I also love the idea. Like it, it drives me insane to think about someone going to AmFam park. I almost called it Miller park. Of course, AmFam field, down the road from where we live or going to Lambo or any other, of course, professional sporting event. And it's $16 for a popcorn. And it's, you know, all mm-hmm. these crazy prices for beer and beverages. And, and, and the parking, the parking is 20 or $25 to get in for the day or 30 or 50 or whatever it is. All of the professional sporting events. I'd love to see this happy middle ground where there is a sure. fee associated without it getting to quote unquote, your mainstream fees. You would love to see it because you're not paying it. Well, no, I'm saying you're you're in the media and you get to basically show a badge and bypass everything. They've got a they've got a spot for you. They've got a massage table for Terry Miller. Literally your own table just for Terry Miller. (laughs) It says Terry. No one else. No one else can use it. It's actually reinforced. I wasn't going there. Yeah, whatever. Don't call me fat. (laughs) If if someone uses it, you have the right to kick them. Yes. But if you're a TD and you're thinking, gosh, I could make an extra ten thousand dollars by just bumping up ticket prices by twelve dollars it's just 12 bucks a person i mean really if you're well, if you're willing it, it, to pay 60 you're willing to pay 72 uh, and i'm just making those numbers I up. Know. but ultimately you like to see it be a middle everybody kind of likes to have that idea that we're going to still be this you know grassroots homegrown kind of sport where everybody can still go hang out you know hey i'm gonna go see ricky out you know at, at the local restaurant tonight and i'm gonna walk up and say hi I, I i love that as well i'm just saying that it's it's naive to think that if there's money on the table someone's not taking it well again i'm not suggesting that there isn't a charge i just hope we don't get to a level of seven thousand dollars for a nosebleed at the Super Bowl. Yeah, and like you're just saying, well, um, it, I, I, I don't feel like it's just supply and demand. Uh, obviously, that's what helps drive it, but I don't feel like we just keep raising prices until there's a uh, uh, a pain point, if that's even a thing. I I don't know. It, there there I should would be. Like I feel like if I'm going to go in the middle and say there should be a happy happy medium somewhere where I don't. And of course, this is totally subjective. Mm-hmm. Sean Jack and someone that lives in California that uh, typically pays a little bit more for everything um, may say, "Hey, I think a VIP pass for one day. I think two hundred dollars sounds great." And somebody in the Midwest or somebody at the uh, some other event may 200, say two hundred dollars. That's that's almost rent. Yeah, exactly. So that's again, I understand it's all subjective uh, to everyone, and, and and you know it's very a personal thing. But when I think about going to events, I, I'd be the first to admit, and largely I'm cheap. I'd be the first to admit that going going to some professional sporting events just really really turns me off thinking about. Mm-hmm. how much i feel like you have to spend just to be there for that experience and i i know that's true of everything everything in life has a price on it i get it but it's one of the reasons why my, my family particularly we usually go to the smaller sporting events in milwaukee you know we'll go to the wave games which is you know the uh the major league soccer it's not major league soccer it's uh indoor soccer uh we'll go to the admirals games where you're paying 10 to 15 to park 
each ticket is only like $15. And so, you know, it, it's, it's an 80 to hundred dollar a night for your family of four to go in. You probably buy some food, which is going to run you another 50 to 70 bucks because you've got snacks. So, and, and I know again, relative, if you're spending 150 bucks in a night for your whole family to go out and, and enjoy something, that's not as bad as, as some, you know, as a bucks game where you're spending 150 bucks for a family of four, just for your tickets. Yeah. It's just, so, it's but all i'm saying is i understand i would love if we could keep it that way but it's naive to think that if the money is there someone's not going to take the opportunity to take it if it, i mean but clearly this could be said i mean naturally this could be said literally of every product in the world right you think yeah. well you know they, they sold out of such let's tourists let's are selling for 25 to 30 bucks these days and they're selling out yeah so innova dropped their tour series literally before right before we went on the show so if they're still out there please by all means go to innovafactorystore.com and support you know the the touring pro of your choice if there's still discs out there um and i think those are a little cheaper i think those are 20 to 25 i'm not i didn't look at prices but i know some tour discs are going for 25 to 30 and selling out does that mean that those prices if they're selling out in minutes you you don't think a pro is looking at it and going maybe an extra five bucks would be nice I, I, uh, I, of course but i, I, I mean, where know. do you always draw that line right I draw the line at capitalism, Terry. <laughs> Milk the consumer. <laughs> uh, so, I'm just kidding. Uh, yes, I'd love to see it. I love to. See, uh, and we we've said this about disc golf in general. When you add a price tag to something, there's an inherent uh, not only accountability, but just there's a value then that is officially attached to it, and that's why you often see pay to play courses. Not only are they upkept and maintained, hopefully better than most, because uh, that money can go back into it, but just people feel like when you're there and you've paid for it, you treat it with a little more respect as opposed to going into a public park. And unfortunately, some feel like, well, it's a public park. I'll do whatever I want. You know, who cares if I break this or do that? You hope, I feel like a lot of people don't have that mentality as much going into a private facility, knowing that somebody's a caretaker, somebody specifically owns this or oversees it, and um, it all goes back. Now, someone also just said on the board that they are spending $200 to go watch the Skins match at Eagles Crossing. I, I, I will... That's, St- that's Scott Stokely, um, Ricky Wysocki, Brody. Eagle McMahon, and Brody Smith. Yeah, and I will be the first to say, I'm not suggesting we don't have VIP opportunities, we don't have really unique one-off events and charity events, and if they charge $500 to go view that, I that's fine. I feel like that is uh, that is not that's an exception, not the norm. That Terry is an exhibition. <laughs> that is an exhibition style <laughs> event that is supposed to have, you know, uh, it, it's really there. It's just that an exhibition. So if there's some uniqueness and or premium for that, I feel like it does. Everything I just said isn't equally applicable. Uh, Tim Court says you get to play around too, oh, so that well, includes that includes around there, which I think is normally twenty five to thirty bucks. So take that for what you will. Um, looking at some of the questions on the board, um, being from Wisconsin, someone asked, "Will the DGPT come to Wisconsin?" Uh, Wisconsin had Worlds here, but no DGPT. We've got Sandy Point, Highbridge now with new ownership. Uh, th- there are probably if, if if you take the courses as they are. Right now, without making modifications, I would argue that there's probably four courses in our state that would be legitimate pro tour caliber courses. Maybe five. I, I haven't played some of the mm. far um, LSO courses, the superior ones, so I can't I can't justify that. But the hybrid courses, I consider. Let me put it this way. Highbridge, I consider one, and it's four courses. I consider it one kind of area, so that's like one to me to Highbridge. Um, I, I think <sighs> Wilderness that I've played that from the Longs to Longs is a very is that still diff- tough enough. I think it is honestly, really? yeah. From Longs to Longs, it is huh. it is very it, it can be very difficult. Um, I think you could you could get away with a a, a pro tour event there. Ah. Uh, I'm I'm actually drawing blanks on any more than that. Maybe maybe brown deer from longs to longs, but even that is that would be that would be semi soft semi soft. Yeah, I've, I I would put wilderness in that area. I, I think it's a little harder than brown deer longs to longs because it's mm-hmm. it's more heavily wooded. But the pros might consider it a little bit soft 
in, yeah. in, in aspects, but it's difficult. It's and, def- then, and then, of difficult. course, we've had a pro tour stop. Uh, Manitowoc. Very early on in Manitowoc that was held out at. Uh, that wouldn't hold up. Today. A little bit at Rolling Ridge and at uh, Silver Creek. Uh, Rolling Ridge might be able to hold up just basically due to the tight fairways. Like you're looking at a lot of random, so to speak, shots. If you're off, if you're off the mark by, you know, three feet, you could be off the mark by 50 feet then. So just based on the difficulty of the tight woods, that course, I guess, score wise could hold up. Um, I have my own, you know, feelings about the course in general, but I say it all the time. Wisconsin has, you know, nearly 400 courses or so. I haven't even checked lately. We have a lot of really, really good, solid disc golf courses. Unfortunately, we have not necessarily thrived in uh, putting out world championship disc golf pro tour elite level courses. Uh, and not that we don't have great courses because clearly I think we gray do. Fo- gray Fox may. No, not gray. Silver maybe. But I mean, I'm gray. sorry. Yeah, Silver Fox. Silver Fox. But even yes. that would be considered somewhat it be, easy. It would be considered a little uh, by bit today's easy. standards. So. Yeah, and and again, I'm a, I've put about thirty courses in or had part in in Wisconsin. So Valley I'm, View, Simon I am not. <laughs> yeah, Simon, <laughs> Simon approved. Um, so that's not. It's just our courses have not been designed with enough of that challenge in mind. Now that's they're designed again, for regional pros. They're not designed yes. for for the for, for your touring pros. They're designed for your thousand to thousand and ten rated player. Not your thousand and thirty rated player. Yeah, well, you call that a gold level versus blue level. You know some of the phrasing or terminology there. And and think ahead, you guys are going to see some uh, really great courses in Madison when the women are here for the United States Women's Disc Golf Championships. Those are are great course, courses. They also hosted a Worlds uh, back in twenty sixteen or seventeen. Again, great courses. Uh, they wouldn't they wouldn't uphold or or stand the test of time uh, when Ricky and Eagle and Simon come to town. They just they simply would shred those courses, uh, and they would make them look uh, really really easy. They may not be to uh, <laughs> your top level Wisconsin pros, but they would make them look almost too easy. So great courses, great facilities, not quite enough challenge. Razorhausen asks, "What is the likelihood of a brand new location for Worlds? It seems like there are only four or five cities able to do it at the moment." Uh, uh, Terry, I'll just go. I'll almost repeat what I just said in terms of needing the course quality, and then on top of it, making it even tougher. You have to have the infrastructure. You have to have the body of people that can support hosting it, that can arrange for dozens or hundreds of volunteers to be there for at least the week and then, you know, weeks or months leading into it or even years. You need so many things to go right in order to host a a world championships. Now, they're largely going down to your two, maybe even three course format, so that certainly helps, but there are just so few places that have a small proximity of courses that are world championship caliber that then also will support things like live broadcasting, which has become a staple and an expectation for our majors, that has the the LOC, the local organizing committee, that can just put a bid together. Like you need, you literally need to check dozens of boxes. And there are currently a handful of areas that I feel like can do that right now. And, and they have to be just a, a touch crazy, a touch crazy <laughs> to invite the world's best players to raise the most money they've ever raised to then have everyone come in and, and play on your stage all while carrying around a microscope. Or a magnifying glass. It's it's. I don't wish it on anyone. I've won, I've run an amateur world championships. I loved it. I've attended thirty two or thirty five worlds of various levels. I love them. I don't know that I wish them upon anyone. And I I, I do get I get really it's defensive like when somebody years. says, "Well, so and so should just do such and such." It's two years worth of work. Uh, yeah, minimum. I mean, to pull off a world championships, especially ones that challenge our elite level pros so tough. That's why you see more bids for an amateur worlds or for a junior worlds or a the, pro masters. The worlds. courses are easier to 
acquire. They're, they're, uh, they don't have to be that level as, of player. yeah, they don't have to be quite mm-hmm. gold level in that sense. So to answer you, you know, will we yeah. see? I mean, yeah, all the courses that I mentioned in Wisconsin, phenomenal Am Worlds courses. Sure. 100%. Yeah. And a lot of people you see usually after bids and, and or tours uh, are set for the year. That's one of the first complaints that you hear coming out of everywhere. Man, that sucks. They don't get a world's here in my such and such random state. Well, somebody's got to put in a bid, and then they have to also check all those other boxes I just mentioned. Uh, worlds don't just get sprinkled from the sky. Uh, so I understand you want one in your area or your region, but that also means somebody needs to step up and be willing and able to run it. And right now, Dynamic Dis. I don't want to say can run majors in their sleep, but they're pretty damn close. Nate Heinold with the support in the entire Peoria area and the plethora of courses that, that cater to so many different skill levels. Also such a, a phenomenal facility along with the resources to do that. Um, you know, the Charlotte area has obviously proven that they've got both the courses and then this insane four or 500 person club. Like there's just, I'll say there's just not a lot of those pockets. You know, those are a couple that come to mind, but you, you, you I'd love 20 more of those pockets. We don't have them. If you're the PDGA, you have to be gun shy about letting a, even, even a relatively established TD with a decent course host worlds because it's your biggest event. And, and if, if it's, if anything is screwed up, as we talked with cat, it's amplified tenfold because it's worlds. Mm-hmm. Every T has to be crossed. Every I has to be dotted. In fact, every I has to be crossed and T dotted as well. Yeah, it's, it's, it's weird. It's yeah, yeah it, it's crazy for worlds. So, yeah, because we have those international players. Yes. So, so yeah, there's have um, all those accents, the umlauts, yep. and the accent grave and uh, accent agu. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. So you, you really need to make sure you cover every base. So it's very difficult. I understand the PDGA's reluctance if there are events out there that are putting in bids that aren't getting them. I understand there. I, I didn't. I don't know if there are because it's Jeff Spring and we saw on the the thing for Worlds there was apparently one bid, one bid for Jeff's Worlds. And uh, according to, I think I heard Jeff talk on an interview saying that he had heard there were more bids, but that they just didn't get to the final, like the true final spot for to be considered a bid. Like they got right up to that finish line, and were told maybe you might want to think about it in a year or two from now so that those didn't count towards the bids so ultimately we only had one bid but and it was uh you know it, green mountain so mm-hmm. i think we're going to see more and i'm I've, i'm on the record saying i would love to see different places but i understand the the, the limitations yeah i do uh, and a lot of people of course you can throw in portland and i'll say this any place that currently holds and hosts a pro tour event seems like a likely candidate the question or is do they need silver series almost do they need more courses and then do they have the money and the support and do they not want to be on the pro tour that particular year i mean and it's just so much more additional effort mm-hmm. than hosting a disc golf pro tour event but yeah i mean th- those are immediate places to start looking is someone that's hosting that elite of an event uh right off the bat so portland's great i mean you have you know you get blue lake in the mix uh and then of course you have uh beaver state uh the beaver state courses uh sorry at milo sorry. you've got two great courses but you also have no coverage there no, no coverage, cellular signal yeah. so uh, you know because because we can't win if you say Hey, we're going to have Worlds. It's going to be out there at Milo. Oh, that course is amazing. That's so great. And then the week comes, what the F? How are we having a Worlds where we can't view, view it live? How is that even happening? That shouldn't be a thing. But the flip side of that is, well, we don't have it at that <laughs> that venue uh, at all. And everyone's saying, why aren't we having it at Milo? It's the greatest courses. There's, there's your answer. So, uh, yeah, and... and the 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 quantity of courses. Yeah, um, Lolo brings up saying the pros don't want more than two courses. I, who knows? I I don't know for, for the, sure. For uh, the most part, you're right. I think most pros would rather just learn two courses. I think you've got your outlying pro maybe that just would be like, uh, no, I, I don't mind having three courses, but I, I think two has kind of become the standard at this point. Um, someone's asking if Milo still has courses, didn't they, didn't the burn and then flood, then flood. Um, as far as I know, I heard Milo was, um, 
largely unaffected the courses. Mm-hmm. Um, there may have been um, a little devastation. Yeah, but had some issues. I don't believe and, and the actual courses, courses had some damage to them, but it wasn't. It was minimal, significant enough to to really uh, affect the long term sustainability of that course. I, I believe that it is still being used, and people are still very very happy. Mm. Carney Schill says Milo open. Oh, there you go. That's all we need to know. Assuming he means the Milo course is open and that he's running the Milo open coming up. Mm. That's possible. Ryan Pilcher says, I Milo want and this. Stitch. <laughs> Lilo and Stitch. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Pilcher says, I want the seven rounds, three to four course world championships again. That Ryan, that didn't exist. That never existed because it was a seven round five course worlds um oh those were the days oh my god those no, were there so was some fun. four coursers i'm sure there was i'm just giving a hard time but i, I believe uh flagstaff worlds just off the top of my head that's one i think we i think we courses. had four courses sounds about right. but was about six or seven or seven or eight or nine i think eight and a half rounds here's what here's how i feel i think almost all am worlds should be that way a six maybe not seven rounds a six round four course event but pro worlds, you 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 narrow it down, and because I kind of feel like, and I've always felt this way, that Am Worlds is much more of a some people don't treat it this way, but much more of a celebration, much more of a, a, an exhibition. I know it's a world championship, but if if you're not getting the top tier quality courses at an Am Worlds, too bad. Um, there's nothing wrong with a pitch and putt at an Am Worlds. If you had a a, a, a fifty seven hundred foot Am Worlds course, oh what a fifty seven hundred oh, Am wor- okay. foot Am Worlds course, it's like cool. Guess what? You need to be able to shoot all types of courses. I've I've said it here before. There's a different pressure when you walk up to a a deuce or die course where you need to get every hole. Like there is not a hole you can miss or you're going to fall behind than there is on a, a on a ten thousand foot course. Where you can afford to you can afford to miss one or two shots and and it doesn't really affect you because everyone's probably going to miss one or two here or there as opposed to a deuce or die. I like the Am Worlds courses where you have a, just a huge variety. You go there, you play a bunch of different courses. It's a little bit more like a vacation and less like a uh, a, a life changing event, so to speak. So I would like to see that more for Am Worlds. I don't think that has to change. I wouldn't be shocked if it does, but that's just how I feel. And usually how I feel is right. Mm, Except for when you're wrong. That's what I always say. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So that that debate will rage on as to where where and and what the worlds look like. And then, as you just said, whether it's a celebration or uh, a family reunion of any kind, or if it's more about the competition. And then who are you trying to appease? Because we've also learned, as disc golf has gotten more serious and competitive, we've also learned that it's really tough to cater to the juniors uh, that are 10, even though I guess junior worlds maybe. Well, that's why they separated it out. It had a separate junior worlds. But even even catering to um, your your FA60 division, versus your ma40 division uh, or your ma1s exactly just two very different and contrasting courses that likely need to be played to be correctly challenging those skill levels that can get tough unless you're in a in a huge uh, community that has a lot of courses available to you so and some official history coming in on the board somebody asked when the pro worlds was in canada long time ago and Alan Risley says Toronto was 1987 87. and Greg Hosfeld won. Okay. I originally thought 89, but um, yeah, 87, Greg Hosfeld. Two things, Terry. One, nope. I noticed, and I know you're not a big Twitter user. I'm trying to be better, but go on. First of all, please make sure to follow Skip Ace on Twitter. Oh, God. Second. <laughs> I will skip right past that easily. Second. No problem. Who is, and I put I, I posted this, if you're looking at it from an anal- analytical standpoint, who is the number one pick? If you're looking at drafting a team. and you have For to, the year. For the year. Okay. That plays Frisbee on my team. Who do you want the most on your team? Who do you think in your opinion, and I'll give you, after you answer, I'll give you the reasons why I think the particular player I am picking is that, but who do you think should be the number one pick? 
And then the nice thing is that at the end of the year, we'll have all these stats as far as who was the number one pick. Um, I, I mean, if we're going off a little recency bias as well, which I guess as the end of the year wraps up and you move into the new year, If I understand how your yep. little fantasy you, you world get, works. You get points based on where they finish in pro tour events. It's all uh, elite series, no silver series, elite series and majors. So if a player takes first, they get one point. If they take second, they get two points. The goal is to have the fewest amount of points on your team to get the win for the week. Mm, and do ratings matter? Ratings do not matter in this oh, particular format. Oh, well, then format. that changes. That's yeah. totally different. Yeah, ratings do not matter in this particular format. It's literally just you draft, everyone's available, uh, Every you know, you, you get one person per team. So if I pick, if you're first and I'm second, you pick uh, Andrew Marweed. I cannot pick Andrew Marweed. I have to pick somebody different. Okay. So who do you think, based on your vast experience out in the field, seeing things that nobody else sees, Terry, That's nobody true. else sees, who would you take on your team to be the number one pick for just this year or look we're thinking just 2022 i mean i think you'd be an idiot to not pick <laughs> once you flip your coin <laughs> of either cat or page mm, that's that's good if you're if you're going fpo what about mpo we're currently skip ace does not support fpo oh my gosh on their, on their you, website you sexist as sob uh we will be supporting it next year uh we want to i'm boycotting sure until then that's fine I'm out. um only because we had uh there, there there are more complications when you add different divisions and positions that we didn't want to have to deal with this particular season we wanted to get the product out but i think you're right Caterpage is a good selection if you're going fpo how about mpo I mean, uh, oh, well, first I have to ask if we're doing FPO, you are sitting with the first pick. Is it Cat or is it Page? I mean, if you're talking about who is most, I, I, it's so funny. You literally could flip a coin. You could, but you have, I mean, that's like, but that's, you're sitting there in front I know, of the computer. Know, you have to make a choice. That's, Terry. What, that's what feels so silly about it is like, because if I had to make that choice, if I was sitting in that position, I probably would literally flip because their stats mm-hmm. are so, so close. damn close like just close and and i'm gonna spoil it for mpo but and unlike mpo both of them are probably gonna play almost every event that and they're both almost never gonna finish out of the top three so that's why mm-hmm. i say you could literally flip a coin i'm page now, finished out of the top three a few times this i year. know i know i'm just saying cat did as um, well but not as i don't think i as many I, I mean and, and then i guess you'd have to have the exact same argument for Paul and Ricky. Ricky right now would have that nod. Mm-hmm. I feel like from a, uh, a, so you're, a slight you're, consistency you're, standpoint, you're pushing the Ricky button. First overall pick. <sighs> I'd flip a coin and wherever it landed. That's dumb. But I, I mean, really, because and, and I'll only say this, and I say that I'll say that because what's the point? Um, I don't want to say what's the point. Rick, if their stats are that close, Ricky's the right answer. <laughs> okay and i only say that i think you're right their stats are that close the difference is this year and again if, if, if you're a fantasy nerd you, you, you do all the research mm-hmm. paul is missing a handful of events because he's supposedly going over to europe assuming everything goes well i think he's missing oh, three pro yeah, tour see, events. i didn't even think about any of that but and, okay. and that's the thing you have to think about because who do you would you rather take paul's consistency or ricky's consistency but then you have to think about who isn't going to be showing up it's one of the reasons honestly if Eagle were playing every event, I would probably take Eagle, but he's skipping five events this year mm. uh, on the tour, so his value is going to be pushed down because there are certain events you will have to fill in another position with Eagle. I think Ricky is, in my idea right now, the the number one pick. It's just a slight pick over Paul, but it's all based on the number of events that they're playing. But you're right. If you just looked at, if they were all playing the same amount of events... Heck yeah, you flip a coin on that one because it doesn't matter. But, and again, that's why I spoiled it, due to the number of events they're playing. And that's part of the fun with Skip Aces. You have to do all that research. You have to find out right now sure. 
Oh mm-hmm. gosh, who's their schedule? What are they doing? Dickerson, is he the third pick? Well, I don't know. He's going to miss two pro tour events. Is that better than Calvin, who's not missing probably any and going to play all of them? But Calvin had a rougher year. Dickerson's playing with new discs. It's all part of the fun of doing skip base. But uh, I wanted to put you on the spot. Yeah. As as far as who's going to be the the first pick, because that is that's one of the if you're in a fantasy world in any sport. That's always the big offseason talk. Who's the number one pick of the draft? You know, if you're sitting there on the hot seat, who do you go with? How do you spell Ponzi? Uh, P-O-N-Z-I. Oh, P-O-N-Z-I. Whoa. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't like you talking about that when we're talking about skip ace. <laughs> no, 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 no. Somebody just said I'm that just uh, with, the, uh, with the trivia question that came in on the board that I also answered uh, in correct uh, fashion moments ago. Uh, I said, what do I win for answering the question correctly? And they said, a free entry into Skip Ace. And I said, F that Ponzi scheme. <laughs> so thank you for the spelling. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah. And uh, honestly, I shouldn't be allowed no, you're, to, you're, to gamble anything anywhere or play not. any games. Because if it meant enough, I could absolutely yell during a putt or a backswing. That's true. When I'm out on the course. How much I will be, I would it take you to diss fake out of bags? I could take discs out of bags. I could do all sorts of things out there. How much is it to fake a sneeze in the middle of a putt? Oh, man. Like, what's your number, Terry? I mean, I if the right money's on the line. Five grand? Uh, if, I handed, yes. <laughs> if I handed you five grand and, and we're sitting on hole 18, mm-hmm. Kevin Jones. How big is the event? Uh, five grand we're talk, is what? We're, we're talking a pro tour. We're talking yeah, a pro tours. tour event. Yeah, pro tours. And, okay, and, five grand. And, Ke- and, and I don't know. I don't care what position he's in, if he's shooting for first or third or whatever. Kevin Jones is in the middle of his backswing. Yeah, I mean, Achoo! yep, <laughs> a chewy, <laughs> and you get five, is five grand the number for you? <laughs> uh, it starts there. So uh, next week, <laughs> next week I'm going to release my new ad deck. All right, this is for you to purchase. Uh, <laughs> oh, wow, for you to purchase okay. distractions, my new distraction deck. That's what we'll call it. Awesome. Uh, for you to purchase them. Uh, you want a camera shutter? I got you. You 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 want a cell phone ringing? I got that too. You name it. You want the official? Uh, we got to get a, a a Kevin Jones uh, uh, some kind of mix or beat going, like just to like bust out mid swing. I got you. Uh, <laughs> uh, there are yes. Uh, you want me to holler out your uh, your company name? <laughs> Pastry dice. <laughs> I got you. That's gonna cost you some money, Dylan. But I got you. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, we can we can make that work. Uh, 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 this Vici Vici one asks: Does Statmando keep track of players who switched discs and then their performance? Um, no, actually. But if uh, I'm releasing a video probably tomorrow morning uh, of our mock draft that a bunch of us went through and Evan from Stamp Mando at the very end of the broadcast kind of even addressed that exact question because Dixon asked it as well about how a player looks the year after they switch mm. manufacturers, whether it goes up because maybe they're, they're, they're practicing more to get ready for their new discs as opposed to maybe a player who knows their bag and isn't practicing nearly as hard and things like that. So, uh, I'm not saying it's coming anytime soon, but it, the uh, the question has been addressed. I've got a question for Statmando too, totally unrelated. We'll uh, I'll have to reach out to them afterwards. The answer is twelve. Uh, I doubt it, but okay. I'm just saying that's usually I guess <laughs> forty two. Uh, no, that's not the answer to everything or something like that. Okay. Um, Real quick, I'm going to sidetrack all the way back to the initial uh, opening of the after show. Uh, Dust, who was out there, I appreciate it. Actually, yes, there was a uh, another stand-up that was released within Netflix. Uh, Aziz Ansari had oh, did a little that get piece released? in there. I yeah, want to, I want to see that. That that was pretty good. Uh, he essentially goes into the uh, comedy cellar in New York and he does a little bit. It was totally unannounced. I feel like uh, what was that Bud Light or something that also did a little tour of doing those, or maybe that was uh, uh, Dane Cook. Dane Cook had this thing where he also just like randomly. And I know a lot of comedians show up and just test out Especially material and whatnot. Markets. Yeah, um, but yes, there was an Aziz one. I, it, they made it sound like it was going to be some kind of a series. I'm not sure, uh, but 
it was really good. He, he talks about Aaron Rodgers and, and COVID and all that other stuff, mm-hmm. which, of course, has a little more tie to us being Packer fans. But uh, it was uh, really good as well. And I did watch the Aziz thing uh, that was recent. I forget the name of it, but it's a Netflix thing. Two funny facts about that. One, I've been to the Comedy Cellar in New York. I've seen some stand-up comedy there. Uh, so that was kind of cool. Uh, obviously, it's a pretty iconic place. Uh, and two, I've seen Aziz Ansari live. And that was before... I don't did, want to say before he was big. Clearly, did we he was go big. see Aziz Ansari together? I don't remember if point? you went along. I know I went. It was here in Milwaukee. Yeah, I know. I think, I think um, we've seen, maybe you were there. I think we've seen him together. I think mm. was your wife there? I don't know because I think we went with. Uh, I think we went as couples. Eh, I don't know. It's been I, a long time I, I know. I know that uh, when he was here in, in Milwaukee quite a few years ago, I had seen him. So yeah, I'm fairly certain we all went together at one point. At any rate, so that was something else that I did watch. I found, uh, again, entertaining as well. So those are the two things that I managed to watch. I am going to go out of my way to watch the end season. Sorry, because I think he's very funny. <laughs> yeah, he is. All right. Uh, we need a PA pro level event, even sadly. A Pennsylvania oh, pro duh. level event. Yeah, 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 there you go. Even sadly. No, sadly, unfortunately, as much as I've run tournaments at sadly and love sadly. You know, the famous the famous quote that I remember from Sedgley is those guys tell us nobody parties like Sedgley. That's true. And then he's usually followed up by there's <laughs> what is the one of the claims to fame was um, something about they don't know if there's a course that has any more uh, DUIs that have come from oh, Sedgley. So unfortunately, I see how those two might correlate. Uh, they, yeah, correlation. Uh, I think that's what somebody uh, had told me years ago from Sedgley. But um yeah, it's Nothing I'd be a great about. iconic course and whatnot, um, obviously, uh, for all the historical purposes, but not one that necessarily I think could host a pro tour caliber uh, event out there. All right. Um, I don't know. Do we do we have much else to, to discuss here in the after show? I don't think so, Terry. And I, I told you this last week. <laughs> and the more and more I watch it, the more and more I need you to get on board. Uh, I, I'm, I'll, I'll give you the Smashbox credentials for hbo okay the righteous mm. righteous gemstones right 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 up our alley okay so just saying i we're almost through the f- season one we've got like one episode left and then they've, there's only two seasons right now so I, I i'm just saying you will find great pleasure in it okay I, I I could be all about that. Uh, along with that, uh, uh, D. Lilio, I believe, writes page documentary. I, I'm unsure. I haven't asked lately. I am unsure of what the exact status or timeline is with that right now. Obviously, it's been worked on, and I know um, uh, she had uh, uh, recently, I think, was it Pennsylvania she had to fly to? Yes. Philly? Uh, uh, where she had met up with her one of the narrators. Excuse me, uh, professional soccer player, yes, Carly, and uh, which is funny because I think there's a a, a a disc golfer in PA named Carly, if I recall, and I was very confused. Uh, I was like, well, I mean, it made it would have made sense if she did it too, but I think it was a different one. So, um, I, yeah, I don't know the timeline on it, but I know it's being worked on. So excited to see uh, when that does get dropped. All right, let's, I'm looking. I don't see anything else. Then I, let's I, do our Patreon giveaway. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we we're going to wrap up the show. Oh, okay, yeah. So, those are good things. So we'll end it on a high note here. Yeah, we will. So tonight, Terry, um, we are giving away one of these discs or yes, two of them. Yes, I've got... No, I've got an option here. Uh, i got to thank Garrett over at True Flight Collective. Uh, hung out with him a little bit this weekend. Uh, he was, he's was he been filmed before on the Disc Golf Guy. But also, uh, thanks to him, he said he's got a couple things to give away. I... I'm not going to lie. Originally, these were for uh, the Disc Golf Guy vlogs, of which I'm going to save a couple back. I'm going to give some away there. And I figured uh, since we're talking about them and uh, the support that we'd have some for this uh, for here at Smashbox. So thanks, buddy. I I cross promote and cross share all of the uh, amazing things. So thank you. I'll I'll give you your option, uh, whether you want uh, what I believe I said was an MX3 versus an R Pro Pig. Uh, I'll give you your option, both custom stamp by true flight you can choose one or the other and then the other one is going to go into the uh into the back into the bin of disc golf guy um giveaways that will be going along with all the videos from this weekend well if you want to be eligible for our giveaway you can sign up at patreon.com slash smashbox tv uh or go to smashbox.tv slash weekly winners no 
weekly giveaways weekly giveaways i believe it is and you can enter in weekly i take uh, everything from the last week and tonight we have 175 people eligible for our giveaway terry as always i have to ask what number are we going with well i mean clearly adam hammis this weekend repeated after an eagle two on hole five so i i, I thought you were going to go with katrina allen in her second world championship uh, we can, let's go there that seems more fitting all right our second number uh, i sorted them by first name god you're awful um the first number is 115 the second number is 136 136 let me pull up the thing so it's going to be a, a one of the high letters here 136 is Robert Lahai. Congratulations, Robert Lahai. Uh, much appreciated for your Patreon support. Uh, you've been a Patreon supporter at the $3 level since... I'm looking right 1992. Now. Yeah, 1992. Wow. You owe us some back money. No, uh, <laughs> I think it's... August of 2021? August of 2021. Yeah. Wow. Thank, thank you so much. Thank you, Robert. Congratulations. We, uh, Terry will get you that disc. We'll send you an email. Get your preference mm-hmm. if you want the uh, which piece of plastic you would like to have. That's back-to-back weeks. Giveaways going to Michigan. So what? Thank you so Is much that for last week's was Michigan. Uh, disc as well? Baron was our winner from last week. Uh, if I recall, no, that so. was two weeks ago, I think. Oh, okay. Well, then I'm making stuff up. You are. So let's 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 just gloss over that real quick. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Um, it's been a fun night as always. Next week, as I said, we know at least one of our guests will be a three-time world champ. What are we coming to when I know already that like in a couple of weeks we're gonna have Steve Dodge on? Uh, yeah, one month from next week. Yeah. So five weeks from now, we have that's pre-planning. <laughs> that, that is some that is, pre-planning. I like how he asked if if we you know book out that far, and I'm like, no, <laughs> never. But just remind us in like three weeks that you need to be on two weeks after that, yeah. and then we shouldn't screw it up too bad. At some point, I think we're going to have Sean Jack on to talk right. stuff. I like that. We, we Listen, we're organized here. Yeah. No, we're not. Thank you guys for joining us tonight. This has been Smashbox TV Podcast 388's after show for Katrina Allen in our regular show for Johnny V and myself, Terry Miller, the disc golf guy. Go watch some post-production coverage. We'll see you next week when you step inside the Smashbox. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 